black business ownership is surging in America, and many more people are looking to start their own business. However, before you start selling a product or opening a store, there are some things that you take into consideration in order to start your business on foot. We're going to talk about this issue this morning. Sheila Winston with Chase. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. How are you doing, Chris? How are you? How is everything going this morning with you? It's going well. And how are things going for you? Oh, things are going really well. I'm so excited to talk about this subject. I think it's a fantastic subject to talk about to the community. There's a lot of things happening with new businesses and businesses that are existing. So I'm hoping that I can shed some light and give a few tips. All right. Well, let's let's kind of jump into it. Uh, and, and and for okay, first of all, let's let's talk a little bit about how inspiring it is um, to see the type of growth that is taking place as far as our black businesses are concerned. Yes, absolutely, Chris. You're absolutely correct. Black businesses right now are just surging. Um, they're fueled a lot of times by the black women, and it's the nation's fastest-growing demographic of entrepreneurs. In fact, um, I love um, the fact that so many people are courageous to start their own business. There's a lot of people out there that, after the pandemic, realize that they can do it themselves without having to go to the employer. So they are actually starting their own business. And the nice thing about it is over the last decade that there's a lot of minority-owned and black and brown-owned businesses, which is great. Um, and it's a promising friend as a local black-owned business to play a significant role towards their building wealth and creating job opportunities, celebrating diverse cultures, and just overcoming the generational gaps. So I'm very excited to see all the different black businesses there that are coming into fruition because it's an exciting time for that. So, um, wow. but one thing that I do want to share with you though is that in starting the business, there's a lot of things that you have to do as a business owner when it comes to planning, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Right. And uh, Sheila, before we get into the planning bit about it, I just wanted to touch on uh, one. Thing that you just mentioned, and that is the uh, number of black women who are starting uh, businesses. You know, black women mm-hmm. have always been the backbone of our community, um, regardless right. of what entity you look at, whether it's in in the family, in the church, uh, you know, within different organizations that support our community. Women have always been that backbone, and it just seems like it's just uh, very appropriate uh, for them now to be taking the lead and being the the foundation and the backbone of our local African-American business communities across this country. Yes, I would completely agree. Um, What I do, um, Chris, is I actually have mentors that I mentor, and a lot of them are black women. And it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see, like you said, that since they're the backbone of the country, that they are now going out and they are doing a lot of businesses. And they're actually branching out and they're becoming entrepreneurs. They are really going out and putting out their creativity as far as what they want to do and the changes that they want to make as far as their business and maybe even in the world and how they want to inspire people. So I'm very excited to um, see that as well. We bring up a fantastic right. point. Right. And Sheila, uh, as, as we get into this conversation now, you know, there is a difference between having a hobby that you earn a little money from and having a business. But when a person decides to start a business, you know, one of the first things um, that I believe they should think about is making it a legal entity. You know, can you tell them the options that people have and why it's important for them to have a quote-unquote legal business? 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the reason why you want to make it legal is because you want to make sure that you separate uh, your business in a sense where it shows that you have it legally. Because a lot of times people will have, like you just shared, Chris, do this as a hobby or passion about something, and they really don't ever make it legal. But there are entities out there and which will help to make it legal, such as a sole proprietorship, um, which is a single owner, sole proprietorship, which if you have a single owner business. Um, and what that means is that even though a sole proprietor is very inexpensive to start, you um, cannot have your own uh, liabilities in a sense because what happens is um, your liabilities will be compromised. You start it off with your um, Social Security number, and a lot of times that will open you up to possible compromisation. So what I recommend, the strongest one, is LLC. LLC owners can fully participate in the business. And what an LLC does, it basically protects you from liability. So your Social Security number a lot of times is not used. You have an EIN number, and there's no limits on the shareholders. And the nice thing is that the earnings are passed on to the owners. Um, and LLC actually stands for Limited Liability Company. Um, it's a separate legal entity, and it forms a financial protection barrier between you as an owner and your business. Whereas a sole proprietorship, again, will make you liable as the sole owner of the account. So there's a lot of different entities out there um, that you can look at doing. Another one is LLP, and what that basically is, it's a limited liability partnership. And what it means is that you can have a partnership in the form of either one or two partners. Um, so you would have to pretty much get the information from the partners as far as what you can do, as far as things that you want to accomplish. So it kind of takes away the individualism, um, but it's still something that people do as well. Um, a partnership, though, I do want to share, if you want to um, open a partnership account, you always have to have all the partnerships present. So you may want to kind of think about that if you want to be more of a sole owner for your business. So there's a lot of legal entities out there, Chris. So what I strongly recommend that you do is talk to the tax advisor, so they can go over all the different types of entities. You can find out the best one that will benefit you. Okay. Uh, Sheila, uh, can, can we shift gears a little bit and start talking and talk about finances um, and the importance of a new business or any business for that matter, you know, uh, having a business account? Okay, sure. Absolutely. Business finances, um, Chris, uh, Space for many business can be very overwhelming. Uh, therefore, what I would recommend in order to run your business successfully, you always want to make sure that you open up a business account uh, or a second account. And the reason why, because it allow you to easily keep your account separate from your personal and better manage your deposits and your expenses. And what you want to do is make sure that you understand the different types of business accounts. A lot of times um, what I would recommend is that you actually do your homework before you go to the institution, because there's a lot of paperwork that may be involved in opening up the business account. So um, make sure that you kind of understand what they're going to want for the business account. And then when you go in, make sure that you have a really good description of the business, of what you're going to do, and um, so that they'll have an understanding and then deposits, like I said, that are becoming in an admin account so that they can put you into the right one. Because what we found is that sometimes uh, some institutions will have little quirks and stuff and, but you have to know, again, what type of account you want. Um, what I mean by quirks is if you have 
a certain deposit, you may not have to pay as much, or maybe you get cash management for things like that. So just make sure that you understand what is coming in and out of the account for a business account, but make sure you keep it separate. It's very, very important to not have your business accounts and your personal accounts in together. Right. And, and Sheila, um, let's talk about that a, a little bit uh, further because, mm-hmm. you know, there are many, especially new business owners, there are many business owners who have a business and they see the money that comes into the businesses as their money. And they uh, mm-hmm. act in, in a way uh, like it's, it's, it's their money, which at the end of the day, it is their money. But when you have separated out your legal entity from your personal business, you know, there are some different steps that need to be taken to kind of separate those out for a number of, of reasons. But this is a, a pitfall that um, I hear a lot of, of, of new business owners fall into where they're co-mingling their personal and, and business funds mm-hmm. without properly separating them out. And one of the, good, one of the best steps or easiest steps to do that is to kind of have separate um, bank accounts and finance that you run things through um, before you shift them the other, in the mm-hmm. other direction, for lack of a better term. Right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, Chris. And what I find as a consultant, a lot of times when I'm talking to my mentees, is that they did just what you had mentioned. They have commingled their funds with their personal and their business. And so what we do is we actually do an exercise to help them to separate it out. Um, because there's several benefits from having separate accounts from your business and your personal. Um, so basically what the benefits are is that they can take advantage of tax deductions for their business. They can have more accurate booking records and basically gain protection from the debts um, for the business. So a lot of times when you go before the IRS, they want to see those two separate. And then also um, when you have that information separate for a loan, that is a good idea. You never want to commingle funds because what happens a lot of times is business owners, when they do that, they're not aware of what's actually in their account. And so doing the exercise with them, as I mentioned, is an eye-opener because they finally come into the understanding that they have less in their business than they thought they did. So having a business account early is a very good idea because you want to make sure, as I said, that you understand what's coming in and out of the account so that you have accurate records at all times. Right. And, Sheila, can we talk a little bit about uh, credit for your business? You know, credit can be tricky, Mm -hmm. a tricky issue for business owners, especially if someone started a new business. Some business owners, for many reasons, you know, want to just deal in cash and, ca- and cash only as, as much as possible and maybe have some loans. Uh, but, you know, when leveraged properly, credit for your business can be very beneficial to your bottom line and your long-term growth. Yes, you're absolutely right, Chris. Because um, business credit is a very important subject. Uh, it's one of the most common ways for minority entrepreneurs or new businesses in general to even fund their business. So, you want to establish credit early on. I know our previous podcast, we talked about the importance of credit. Credit is a great way to access the capital you may need for your business as well as your personal um, to help your company to grow and get to the next level. So many lenders may want to see um, how you're going to handle your debt and if you have responsibility towards paying it back. Um, so credit, again, is very, very important um, because for your business, you want to establish a credit card perhaps. Um, maybe even getting a business loan or a line. And you want to be able to just do different things to help your business grow as far as maybe even buying equipment, real estate, whatever the case may be. So having strong credit makes it easier for these types of things 
which will enable your business to run more smoothly towards covering your expenses, covering your inventory, your payroll, all the different things that you're going to need to operate your account. You always want to make sure that you have strong credit when you have a business. Um, so it's a crucial component of building any business, and I strongly recommend that you start looking at credit early on. Um, perhaps before you start the business or even during the business, if you do have credit, always make sure that you're showing responsibility. Because a lot of times what happens is lenders go in and they look at your credit and they look at how you're handling it as well as your accounts to make sure that you are responsible with that, being a bank. Right, right. And Sheila, speaking along those lines, you know, let's talk a little bit about determining the success or financial strength uh, of your business as it relates to how your business appears to, to look on paper, which kind of is a segue from what you were just talking about, uh, which can be different from mm-hmm. how some business owners might determine their own success. But on paper, uh, you know what I'm referring to, like balance sheets, fi- financial statements, and more importantly, the net worth of your business. Can you talk a little bit about uh, net worth and how uh, we calculate that for a business? Sure, Chris, no problem. Well, simply put, net worth is determined by Subtracting what you owe from what you own, okay? So um, in the form of financial statements or liabilities is what you owe and assets are what you own, okay? So when you think about financial statements, you have assets and you have liabilities. You always want to subtract the liabilities which you get from your assets and that's what you own. So to do this, that will determine what the true net worth is, okay? So you always want to make sure you understand what that number is. Um, because it will help you to be able to get loans, lines of credit, and have just an understanding of what your net worth truly is. In order to find your net worth, you want to take a quick inventory of your financial resources so you'll know how much you have. Um, for example, um, your assets will be your savings accounts, your retirement accounts, what things you think are worth something as far as what you own. And liabilities is things that you actually have to pay back all your expenses, what are your expenses that you have. So a simple exercise, as I shared, would be just to add up all your assets, minus all the things that you have for liabilities that you owe, then track them, and then you'll find out your true net worth. Mm. All right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Sheila, there are also uh, some other investments that I think people need to do as it relates to their business. One is their online presence. You know, these days your online presence is your calling card. When you hear about a, when a person hears about a company or want to do business with them, they generally look up their website and your web presence can literally make or break your business. Uh, can you talk about the need for people to invest uh, in their online presence? Because it is indeed uh, an investment that has the potential to pay a huge dividend uh, for their, for businesses of any size, but also, you know, if it's not quite right, it can be an Achilles heel for them as well. I agree. I can agree with you more on that, Chris. You're absolutely right. Let's face it, this is the day of social media. A lot of people and a lot of businesses will want to look at a website. A website, like you shared, can either make or break the business. So basically what you want to do is always make sure that you invest in your website because your website is going to show how professional your company is or how unprofessional your company is. So whether you're company is brick and mortar or if it's an online company, you always want to make sure you have a professional's website. Um, a lot of times um, what I find is that businesses, in my experience, will go to these quick these quick um, websites where they build themselves um, and they're inexpensive and they 
think that that's a good presence, but they're absolutely incorrect and wrong because a lot of times the reputation that you have on the website will be determined how you, how wonderful you have your website orchestrated will determine your reputation for your business. Because a lot of times what happens is people get turned off by looking at your website. I have recently talked to a vendor, and what they let me know is that if they don't have a strong website when they're trying to do business with another business, they will just shut it right down. So I can't express enough on how important it is you have a strong It shows that you're professional, and it shows that you care, and it pretty much is going to show how strongly and how serious you take your business. Um, so make sure that you are willing to pay the price for a website and that you understand the importance of getting the message across. Take time to make sure that you go over the steps. I do a module that I go through with my mentees about the important things to put on the website because, again, I can't stress enough, we are in the day of social um, media, and a lot of times people will look at the website to determine if they do want to move forward and join business. Right. And, Sheila, um, you know, all these other things that we talked about this morning kind of put together, you know, the end of the day, you know, businesses want to see growth. They want to see prosperity. They want to see, uh, you know, that they have uh, some net, a, a good cash flow and, and income coming in. Their balance mm-hmm. looks good. With that, come, with that being said, mm-hmm. when that happens, there comes a need to add staff. Uh, and when it comes to building your team for your business, what are some things that people should be aware of or take into consideration uh, as it relates to bringing on new employees and expanding? Yeah, basically what I tell a lot of my businesses, um, to be aware of your brand and your culture. What brand and culture do you want to create for your business? Um, like, for example, a good example is Starbucks, okay? We know that there's a certain brand for all the employees. They're very friendly. They give good service. I mean, what is it that you want to make sure you want to convey? Because whatever you have as far as a brand, you'll want the people that you hire to also convey that very thing so that the atmosphere will be quickly understood and that you want to hire the right people that you can trust to be able to convey that and also get the job done, okay? You want to also hire people that are interested in getting your business to the next level. Um, So basically you want to make sure that your team has strong worth ethics and that you um, can actually hire people that are smarter than you, that can actually teach you things, um, and make sure that the individuals will possibly help you run your business and help it to grow to the next level. Staff is extremely important, and I think that a lot of times people should make sure that when they have staff, that they not only have people that are going to help them to go to the next level, but they also take diversity into play. Um, Because diversity, in my opinion, is not just about race or ethnicity or gender, but it's about the skills that different people can bring to the table. So when you're thinking about your staff that you want to add, like this year, think about your brand, your culture, and what you really want to convey in your business, and then hire the same people that have that vision that people will convey that. All right. Well, Sheila, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. This this information that you presented to us today, I think, you know, it, it, it was a lot of information that we went over in a very short period of time, but it certainly gives mm-hmm. uh, people, especially prospective uh, business owners, you know, you know, quite a few things that they need to take a, think about and take into consideration. And all of this um, combined should hopefully set people up who decide to take that dive, uh, should set them up into mm-hmm. a solid um, position. Like I said, nothing is guaranteed in business, um, but if you don't try and make an effort, you never know what would have happened. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you allowing me to be on the show, and I'm hoping that the things that we discussed will help shed some light. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to have your colleagues from uh, Chase uh, do a wonderful job of, of getting valuable information out to our community. So I want to wish you the best uh, this holiday season uh, to you and your family.